Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Definitely Disco Thursday on Repco Race Control. Hey, don't you love this? What do you mean definitely? Oh, it doesn't sound good. Doesn't this make you want to get out and just put your dancing shoes on and just spin a few twirls and do your thing on the dance floor? No. Such a fun guy. Such Sanjay, Sanjay, you would, eh? Come Absolutely, 100%. (laughs) There's going to be the stock line. Absolutely, 100%. You see, okay, Murph, one day you're going to go, you're just going to go out and... Hit the dance it's floor. Thursday. It's Thursday. It's Thursday afternoon. Do you know? Yeah, well, you don't do this sort of thing in Hawke's Bay, man. Auckland, you get out there and you do it. Do you? Oh, do you do? oh, is that what you do? Used to. Oh, Used okay. to a long time ago. It's 8.01. Avalon joins us now to talk to us. Avalon, you'd be out there doing it, right? You'd be getting it down on the dance floor to some music like that, wouldn't you? <laughs> I don't know about music like that, but yeah. <laughs> On the dance floor. She'd be a bit more doof doof, doof doof music. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You are kidding me. Really? Are you a doof doofer? Oh, not. Oh, probably halfway in between stuff and, and, and your groove, yeah. Oh, you see, so you, you need to start listening to some 70s and some 70s disco music. All right, uh, you and I were chatting. Thanks for joining me on, on Speed at the Weekend. Nice Don't job. Don't get to... too bloody comfortable, by the way. <laughs> did, did you watch it, Matt? What did you reckon? I was um, I was in Australia, but um, I don't need to I don't need to watch it to know that you would have been good. So just, just... we we said really nice things about you though. Really, okay. nice. no, sure. we didn't. Sure. <laughs> I think the opening line was let's don't have some fun because Murph's not like here. Don't suck up to me. <laughs> hey, let's let's start talking about the fact that uh, KTM have confirmed Jack Miller. No surprise to you, and will it make any difference to him going forward? Oh, it's really exciting, isn't it? I mean, probably most exciting for Murph, I'm sure. But, um, mm. yeah, it's going to be interesting. Like, they had two awesome riders in Brad Bitter and Oliveira, so definitely a big call to bring in Miller. But, uh, yeah, I think he's going to get on well with the bike. I really do. Uh, why do you say that? I think he's uh, being Australian and coming from his background of riding a whole heap of different bikes, he's just going to get on and ride it. Yeah, right. Um, I think Binder is a bit like that too. They're not, you know, it's at a pretty good position at the moment, but it might not be the most refined bike in the paddock yet. Um, And I think that's not going to phase Miller. He's just going to get on and ride it. I think he's probably going to really like the organised structure of riding in a team like KTM as well. So I think that's actually going to help him, Um, you know, rather than the flamboyant, passionate Italians uh, KTM is very like structured and fixed to the plan, um, and I actually think that's going to help Miller a heap. So yeah, I mean, what's do, your thoughts? Yeah, Ducati, Ducati are uh, are interesting, aren't they? I mean, again, these Italian teams, Ferrari, are the same. You know, they 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 tend to, you know, and there was reports early in the year. Bagnaia was talking about you know mistakes and things, and that they were 
not getting quite right, right? They were they were off. They kept changing things all the time, and and he felt like he was a test rider, not actually a MotoGP, you know, um, factory rider. Um, they, you know, it it it's it sort of stigma that has stuck with these Italian marks, isn't it? That they don't always tend to listen potentially to the drivers, and they, you know, um, they lose their way, don't they? It's just sort of something that sort of they've got a stigma with them, haven't they? Yeah, yeah. yeah I think it's just their way of doing things. And, I mean, um, good on them. They they stick to, to their way, and I think it works um, in some regards, and it works really well for some people, like mm. Pico Bagnaia. I mean, uh, he's really, really flourishing in that team. But, um, yeah, definitely, like, Slightly chaotic, and yeah. <laughs> you know what it's like when you're when you're in an Italian pit garage, and you think everyone's arguing, but um, they're just having a conversation. <laughs> how they go about things. So, uh, like, uh, whoa! But, but uh, Evelyn, you said that he he could ride anything because that's the way he is. So why why would that not apply to riding the Duke? Be, do you think it's because of I the environment? I think he's done really well on the Duke, don't you? Like, I mean, he has had some amazing results. I think, I'm not sure, just these last few weeks, it's really fallen apart. Um, but up until then, he, he's ridden that bike really, really well. Um, I'd say probably just as well as Pico Bagnaia. So mm. I think he's had some great results there, but, um, yeah, pretty exciting. He got, he got, he, yeah, but then again, if we go back to last year, um, Pico won four on the trot uh, towards the end of that yeah, season. And and Jack was, I mean, he did get a couple of results, but I mean, Pico really just seemed to gel um, in a way, and he, and he tends to be able to, seems to look after that tyre um, better than Jack is able to look after the tyre on, on the bike a little bit at the moment too. Yeah, yeah which is Yeah, I've definitely noticed that and, and seeing um, Paolo Chibatti and those guys you know, almost worried as the race is going on. Mm. You see them remarking, re- making remarks about Jack and uh, the fact that he's wearing out his rear tyre. And then sometimes it's almost like he goes the opposite way and rides too conservatively yeah, yeah. to save that. Yeah, so, yeah, unfortunately, as you say, that's quite true. Um, he probably doesn't have that consistency um, and, and able to sort of continue with those results. But, yeah, super interesting what uh, what KTM holds for us. Yeah, maybe he's just not in this <laughs> happy place. But it looks like they're going to lose Oliveira because he's talking to Grishini, uh Bastianini's team, because it looks like he, well, wants, he well, wants to hop on a Duke. So. Oh, well, that's because Bastianini's probably going to end up on the factory Ducati, so there's going to be a hole there. So it all, there'll just be it's funny around because he didn't, want, he didn't want the Tech 3. He didn't want the uh, Tech 3 no, in I understand KTM, that completely. I mean, I, I mean, Oliveira's won, won races for KTM. How many has he won? Two. Two or three. He's won for, yeah. for them, you know. So I totally understand that. Why would he want to go back to Tech 3, um, which is, you know, is the junior, basically, team for, for KTM. But are they not similar? Uh, so, yeah, they are, but it's still, it's it's not the factory team. You know, they don't run uh, in this, you know, side by side as a four-bike four operation. They run as two-bike two two <laughs> bike teams. So, yeah. you know, you, you want to be the factory. He's been there now. Why would you want to go backwards? I, okay. I totally understand why he would probably want to move on and, and see that, and especially when they're moving him to decide to bring in another rider. Hey, yeah. Avalon, did you see that? Um, how was uh, Nakagami's crash at the first corner? Oh, wasn't that horrendous? Oh my goodness! I can't he believe he's. Is... I can't believe he's okay. <laughs> yeah. Using your head, yeah. using your head to knock a MotoGP bike over. That's what he did. Oh. He wanted. Yeah, to be, he exactly. wanted to be a rocket man. 
you know, <laughs> fire himself out of a rocket. <laughs> Maybe that was an experience he wanted to try. <laughs> yeah, I don't know that he wanted to try that one, but wow, he gave it a really good go. And yeah, I've seen the photos of him with all the bandages on his chin and Oh, I hate to think how bad that is underneath there because you know, when you think of how hot those tyres are, how fast they were going, and as you said, he literally face planted that rear tyre. He's so lucky to, um, to to get away with that. Unfortunately, Alex Rins uh, fractured his wrist in the crash, so yeah. it'd be pretty interesting if he's going to be back for the next race. I think he will be, but it's pretty hard to ride with a broken wrist. So you've got to wonder how uh, competitive he's going to be. And Obviously, Rin's pretty upset as it's the second race in a row that him and Nikigami have uh, come together and tangled up. So there's been no penalty as yet, but um, I'm sure there'll be some ongoing discussions there behind the scenes. I wonder where Rin's, where do you think Rin's ends up? That's a yeah, good... that, that's a tough call. I'd, uh, Hot, what about, what about a, a, Alex Marquez's ride? Because he's not doing much on that Honda. Yeah, yeah. I'm just throwing it out there yeah. because you know you think about. There was chat about that, wasn't there? Was there was talk about um, LCR on the weekend yeah. and and uh, both Alex Marquez and who's on the other bike? Nakagami. What was it that? Is, it is Takanaki. Nakagami. Takanaki. Nakagami. Oh, of course, Nakagami. Yeah. yeah, what am I talking about? I just yeah. said that. I was just wondering who Both of them have been um, have been suggested that neither of them might be there next year. So yeah. Uh, but anyway. Yeah, I think. Keep going. We might see uh, quite a big shuffle around here as um, a young Japanese coming through Ayagura, who's pretty fast. He's actually uh, right up there in the points, looking pretty good to be in contention to win the Moto2 Championship. So he could be a contender for Alfia Honda. And also Aprilia. Um, oh, yeah. we, we're seeing that new Aprilia team. So um, potentially could be a possibility for Rins. Would would be a bit of a backward step. But uh yeah, he could see some potential there, I guess. Hey, have you ever um, crossed the start-finish line and started celebrating no. a result without <laughs> with, with one lap to go? Have you ever done that? No, I was speaking with some friends on the weekend, some racing friends, and we all said we've all raced like after the chicken flag when you don't see it, but none of us have set up uh, a lap early. So how's Paul? Oh How gosh. do you reckon Alicia Spark? I mean, oh my goodness, he's never going to let oh, it you ever. Saw, you saw the tears, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, he's an emotional guy, but man, <laughs> I can see how upset he was with that one. Um, Just had a senior yeah, apparently moment. Apparently, it's a common thing though. Really? <laughs> yeah, the senior moment. Yeah, 23. Yeah, yeah the senior yeah. moment. Four, uh, Fabio yeah. Quattro, funnily enough, leads the championship from Alessia Spargo, and Bastianini is third. Johan Zarco is fourth, and the top five is rounded out by Pecco Bagnaia. But as far as we're concerned, this weekend, live on Sky Sport, it's the Emilia Romagna round in World Superbikes. And your mate, your mate, top rack Ratzaki Oglu, hasn't had a win <laughs> this year. Now, it's only the third round. He has only missed out once on a podium, right? And that was race two in the uh, Motul Dutch round because it's always been Bautista, Ratsakioglu, and Ray. In that race two, it was Bautista, Locatelli, and Lukuona. Why is your, you know, your man crush, your rider crush, not getting <laughs> at the top of the podium right now? Yeah, he's had a challenging start to the year. Um we know that this happened last year as well, and that Mazzano was his first win of the season last year, so there is still hope, but, and actually he has been consistent, 
but it does appear he's just lacking that last little bit to actually win the race. Um, to me, it looks like confidence with the front end. He's struggling with with the setup of the bike in the front end um, because he's just not able to pull off those passes and hold off Johnny Ray and Andrew, uh, Alvaro Bautista as he usually is under the brakes. So, yeah, definitely a bit of a struggle there. It looks somewhat serious to me and that I think he's going to have to push extremely hard to, to fight for race wins, like as a push over the limit so to fight risk. for the race win, which is... High risk. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's going to be a tough end to the season. But, hey, if what we see this weekend at Mizano could be um, a turning point. So I think, yeah, there's going to be a, a lot of focus and attention on the races this weekend in Italy. Wasn't this the same time last year that he started his run? Yeah, 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 it was. So it's definitely not too late. Definitely uh, okay. not too late. We might see some more of those things on right down to the last lap. Battles <laughs> between Ray and Top Rack that are... Yeah, just um, pretty neat level. You've ridden Misano, haven't you? Yeah, I, I absolutely love that track. It's it's kind of like a stadium, um, particularly the last part of the track. There's big grandstands that just look over it, um, and it's quite enclosed compared to some of those big open circuits like in Malora Magello. So it really does feel like you're in a football stadium, and uh, obviously generally gets big crowd, and it's by the beach and good restaurants and. Yeah, everything you could want from a racetrack. Mm. <laughs> do, do you notice? Do you notice the restaurants when you're riding? <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know, you got to show up. Um, <laughs> on speed, we talked about this, but we also talked about the fact that you'd ridden at Le Mans. We talked about the three Kiwis racing in Le Mans. We had Nick Cassidy on earlier this evening. Uh, he and SVG are racing Le Mans for the first time. For you, racing on Le Mans, but a, diff- a, a slightly different circuit, right? It's the Grand Prix circuit. Is that correct? No, the yeah. Bugatti circuit yeah. is a, is is to and they only use very small part of the Le Mans twenty four hour circuit. Uh, what is the, what is it like to race Le Mans on a bike? Well, that um, first corner is pretty scary. Well, I mm. don't even know if you'd call it turn one. It's kind of a bit of a kink, but um, yeah, just after that first straightaway alongside the pit boxes, and you tip into that first corner, it's whew, super duper fast. <laughs> Uh, and then you obviously have to slow down in a big hurry for the tight chicane, um, turns two and three, which is just high side central out of there. So I rode a borrowed bike. Uh, one was pretty nervous about opening the gas on the exit of those uh, chicanes. So um, super fun track, though, like I said, super fast. And um, I think that's probably what I miss about riding those European circuits is uh, just how fast those corners are. Mm. Would you, would you as, a, as a rider, would you ever contemplate riding the Isle of Man? No, no, honestly, just Good not answer. my thing. Like, you, yeah, you guys hear me talk. I'm a MotoGP superbike fiend, and uh, I'm all about like pushing to the absolute limit and, you know, trying to get away with it. And I think at um, Isle of Man, you just can't get away with it. But I just have huge respect for those guys, man. Uh, yeah, three dead yeah, this year already, man. It's just, it's yeah, horrible. It's, yeah, it's, it's tough. It's rough. It's yeah. rough, but it's it's not it's not like no one knows, right? No, exactly. Those those riders and their families absolutely live and breathe for the TT. Yeah. Um, and, and so they'll know the risk that they're going in with. Um, but obviously they just enjoy that, enjoy that thrill. And it's been a long couple of years without the TT for those riders. So um, I'm sure most of them are... Super excited to be back. Yeah, I, I got. I got to say, as 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 a greater challenge it would be, 
you'd still have to have a little bit of a screw loose to do that, knowing by making as you <laughs> said top, that flip top head. It is a flip top head. Uh, how's your, what is your weekend? Of, are you going to get out on the bike this weekend? Oh, we've actually got a bit of uh, bike maintenance planned for Saturday. Uh, big big day in the garage, <laughs> preparing a few bikes, and then uh, hopefully out on the dirt bike on Sunday. How many how many um, uh, couples? Um, you know, organise their weekends to work together in the garage yeah. on their motorbikes. <laughs> yeah. I'd actually, we should we should find we should do a bit of a poll to find out if you how unique you actually are. I love it. I think it's awesome. Yeah, it would be interesting. I know a few. I know a few girls who are um, pretty Good. awesome mechanics, actually. Yeah. Good. Notice she didn't really respond to think that you found she found it awesome that her and Jake were doing it together, though. So you said it was awesome. She goes, no, I know some other people that are doing it. Oh. Didn't, didn't, no, I didn't pick that up. Yeah, no. I think you're reading too much between the lines. Always got to read something between the lines. Avalon, thanks for spending some time with us again Thursday. Thanks for being my partner in crime on uh, Sky Speed this weekend. We'll, we'll talk again. Be safe this weekend, okay? Yeah, sounds good. Thanks, guys. Have a good one.